Are you tired? Worn out? Burn out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't let anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. This is my Religious Struggles, the podcast. Okay, hello, 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 Kennedy. We're here for another episode of My Religious Struggles. And we've been in a couple of weeks now. It's been great so far. Um, I understand that you have a testimony from one of the listeners. Um, how have people been finding it? What do you think? Yeah, um, getting some very positive um, responses. As a matter of fact, uh, at the moment we posted it on, um, on Tuesday, uh, the first episode. I got a call from a friend of mine. He said he was struggling, as a matter of fact, he was praying about the same, my his struggles with religion. Right. Yeah. And he said he was praying all night. And when he got up in the morning and went to work, what pops up on his um, screen is I sent him the link to my religious struggles. And so he was so elated. God answered his prayer. And that he called me immediately. He didn't even listen to it as yet. He didn't listen to the podcast yet, but he called and said, um, yeah, um, this is answer to prayer. So I know we're on the right track in terms of trying to help individuals as they struggle through this, this maze of um, religion. And so I'm really excited and, and much of the, the, the responses we're getting so far are positive ones. And so I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. I've had some really positive feedback from it as well. So um, so let's just dive right into today's episode. We're going to be talking about what is pure religion. Mm-hmm. Um, what is religion? And looking at it from your point of view and the struggles that you've had with religion. So I suppose uh, the first question I have is what is what has been your experience with religion? It's it's interesting. It's very interesting. And it actually began to be shaped even more so now since I started the podcast. I decided, okay, this is what God wants wanted me to do. I always had a problem with it, but I couldn't pinpoint it um, until I read James, the book of James, James chapter 1 and verses verses 26 and 27. And so I'm going to read that and use it as a, as, a, as a background, as a context. He says, if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. <laughs> Let me read that again. If anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure religion. And undefiled before God and man is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their troubles and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So what I discovered from this is that there are two religions. There is the pure religion and there's the impure religion. We don't have any more. The impure religion belongs to the enemy. The pure religion belongs to God period. 
And so I've been struggling, therefore, with this concept of, of religion. And by the way, religion, there's nothing wrong with religion because God calls upon us to be a religious people. But our religion must make us religious. Our religion must make us, therefore, righteous. If it is not accomplishing that, making us more like God himself, like Jesus Christ himself, then our religion is useless. That's very interesting. Um, you know, the idea that there's two religions, that's something that I've never heard. I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard. So I'll ask you to dive a bit more, a bit deeper into that. But um, just from the perspective of knowing that pure and unpure religion, what has been your experience, particularly with religion? That it has been very impure, unfortunately. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, and especially Christianity, the one that I know about uh, more specifically, um, um, like I've said before, it has been hijacked. It literally has been hijacked in the context of we have strayed so far away from what God has been calling upon us as his religious people to do. Um, so, for example, if you look at the, the, the James chapter 1, one of the things we discover is that we have to look at religion then from, from God's perspective. Um, I used to interpret religion, for example, in the context of the group. So religion, you must be a part of a group in order to be religious. When we read James chapter 1, 26 and 27, what I discovered is that it is personal. Religion is really personal. Yes. Uh, um, so I've been over the years, I've been interpreting it as, 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 as a group. And the reason why we, we interpret it as a group, because it is the safest is the safest thing to do. One of the reasons why it's the safest thing to do, one of the things that I've discovered is that it is easy for me to hide behind my religion. When you're in a corporate religion, uh, or when, you, when you're in the, the religion, you see religion from a group perspective, um, um, holistic, uh, from, I mean, if you want to see it from that perspective, here's what happens in the, pro, uh, in the process, is that it gives you identity. Mm. religion gives you identity um, and it helps to cover up your failures as a matter of fact a place to a, a place you can blame for your failures because i identified and believe with my religion i believe um it was right and therefore was ready to defend my religion my denomination right. my church because i was willing and ready to kill for it and here's where I noticed, here's where i make the difference here's what the spirit revealed to me the difference between um um the, 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 my religion and God's religion. Was I ready to die for Christ mm. or to kill for my religion? Wow. And so I, I, I discovered that I was deceiving myself. And so I knew I had a problem. Um, yes, uh, yes, it gives me identity. Yes, it, it, and, and, and I have a, a sense of belonging and I, I feel like I want to be there. But here's the thing. It makes it, there's a cost that is involved with, with it. And was I willing, therefore, to pay the price for my religion? And that is the impure one I'm talking about now. Because mm -hmm. if, if, it is, if it is a pure religion, you are ready to pay the price. Mm. That's how I knew the difference between what is pure uh, and what is impure religion. And so I had to, therefore, wrestle with God to help me to understand that 
whether it is in whether it's a pure religion or impure religion, um, um, a cost is involved. A cost right. is always involved. So which cost am I willing to pay? Because if it is the impure religion, it means therefore that the cost I'm going to have to pay is different to the cost I'm going to pay is if if it is um, pure religion. Because in the pure religion, it is about sacrificing. It's about, and Hebrews tells us that we ought to offer up ourselves as living sacrifices. So we become a living sacrifice. And so what God does is that he puts us on the, the altar. Okay. God okay. puts us on the altar. With the, pure, with the impure religion, we put ourselves on the altar. And therefore, mm. we can come down off the altar whenever we want. Because remember, it's a living sacrifice. It's not a dead sacrifice like um, um, in the Old Testament. Mm. So we have become now living sacrifices. So am I ready to, to, to come down off the altar? Or if God is the one who put me there, then I will stay there. If I put myself, then I can come down whenever I want. Whenever you want to. Yeah. This is really interesting for me. Honestly, it's, 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 um, I think I feel like I'm being um, challenged with how I have been thinking and how, you know, my religion has played out for me all these years. You know, I've been a part of the Christian church from since the age of 11. I'm now in my mid thirties. So that's a very long time. Um, you know, that's just, just over 20 years. And I think what's, what's going to be difficult and, and a struggle for many of us is coming face to face with what we knew, what we were thought, taught, um, what we grew up believing and, and learning versus what God says. <laughs> and I think that's the struggle effectively of why we're doing this um, is, is presenting us with that, um, with, with those two things. Right. And realizing, okay, you know, I understand a bit more as we go along with this week by week, I understand a bit more why it's, why it's a struggle. Um, you're being faced with truth versus habit. Um, and that's a, that's, that, that's a very interesting thing. Um, let, me, let, me, let me pick up on that thread because I think, I think it's important um, um, to, to lay that foundation now, um, sorry, mm. before. But, but here's what happens when you get information that is new. If we are not searching, if, if we are not in the mode where truth is like a shining light that shineth more and more into a dark place. So if we are not in that position to want to learn, if you're not in that position, like the Bereans, for example, um, um, Paul says of the Bereans in Acts 17 and verse 11, that these are more noble than the folks in Thessalonica. In first, that they hear the word of God, accepted it gladly. Then they went home, checked it out for themselves and see what God is saying to them. If we are not in that mode, if we don't, if we're not in the place where we want to learn, what normally happens is our first emotion we're going to get is one of anger. <laughs> We're going, to, we're, going to very, we're going to get very, very angry because we don't have anything to, to associate it with. We, haven't, we don't have anything to hang um, and the new information on, and so it creates for us anger. And when we, when we become angry, then we become frustrated. Then we begin to experience grief in our lives. And so there's this multiplicity of, of emotions that now we're experiencing. But here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I want to tell you. And I found in my own experience is that it is okay. <laughs> it is literally okay. Being confused is a very good place to be. As a matter of fact, it is only when you reach to that stage of confusion that we are ready to learn. 
So accept the fact what is happening to you now, for those of you who are hearing some of the information I'm saying for the first time, and recognize that you're about to embark on something new, and therefore see it from an adventurous standpoint. So as you listen to this, this podcast, see it as an adventure, and that's going to help you to deal with it even more um, realistically. Makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. Um, just to go back, I knew you read the scripture on this at the beginning, um, but uh-huh. just to lay the foundation before we go on in the conversation, um, you know, according to what you've read, to what you've learned, what you've experienced, there are two religions, uh-huh. a pure and an unpure one, uh-huh. um, is is what you, you said. What makes, and I guess this is in the scripture, but I just want us to uh, to understand this. What makes the religion pure? What makes it impure? Very good. Very good question. Um, here's what I discovered. I discovered that that religion, pure religion, as opposed to the impure religion, is that I must make, I must keep myself unspotted from the world. And so I didn't do a very good job, um, even after coming to Christ. Um, I, I was this, I was disciple. I wasn't disciple, sorry, in this area of my life. And so I had to learn by, by, by trial and error. Sometimes there were more errors. And so the impure religion, and I'm talking more specifically of Christianity now, in many ways, um, were in, are, they were and are in lockstep with the world. So instead of, um, um, instead of t- us being separate, uh, me being separate from the world, um, I was more in the world. And so it's easier for me to fit in. And so it began, after a while, you eventually begin to um, course into thinking and telling ourselves it, it, it is my fault why I am the way I am. Or when we encounter individuals who don't quite understand it the way we understand it. Um, and so people, therefore, who need help, we therefore would not help them because eventually, like the world sees them, we see them the same way. And the reason why we see them the same way is because we begin to blame them for the fault that they find themselves in. So rather than helping them, we now begin to blame them for the problem that they have in their lives. And, and as Dr. Martin Luther King rightly said, when we tell them, for example, they need to pull up themselves by their boots, at the bootstraps. Dr. Martin Luther King says, how can they pull themselves up by their bootstraps when they don't have boots to, boots to start off with? So we must understand that the culture of the world is diametrically opposed to the way of pure religion. That is why they kill Jesus. The most loving, compassionate, understanding, and the wisest and most knowledgeable person that walk upon the face of the earth. So the difference between the impure and the pure is how do we relate to the poor? How do we respond to them? So, for example, one of the things that we did, um, um, Dr. Pastor Barrow and, and myself, is that, uh, that we ministered to those individuals who were former prisoners. And so we, we tried to help them to be acclimated back into society. So you've got, to, you've got to therefore find ways and means to connect with those who are less fortunate than you are. And yes, it is a church thing, but it begins individually. So it was easy for me, therefore, to blame the church for me not helping the downtrodden. Because the church wasn't doing it. 
<laughs> but mm. if you mm. if you read if you read James chapter one twenty six and twenty seven again, you'll discover uh, what I discovered is that it is a personal thing. Mm. I have to be doing that. So when I get to church and the church now begins to 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 I want to do it collectively, I'm already practicing it. And so all I do is fit in rather than than um, um, see it as as opposed to what I should be doing. Rather than seeing it as the church's responsibility, I'm already taking that responsibility. And so I'm read up and ready to go if the church decides to do it collectively. I suppose it comes back to your point that you mentioned earlier about religion, not just being a corporate thing, but it's actually a personal thing. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, because you see, and I, I, I'm going to keep making this point over and over and over. And this is my experience. I'm glad you're mm. asking the questions from my perspective. There's my experience the, the, right now, for example, impure religion says that people have got to come to the church in order to be saved. So, 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 so we attract people to the church, but that is, and there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. So, so let, let me lay that foundation. I recognize there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, um, totally wrong with that in and of, of itself. However, if that is our only modus operandi, if that's the only way we're operating, then we are going contrary to Christ because Jesus himself says, in, in Matthew, Matthew 28, that all power and authority is given unto me. Go ye therefore into mm -hmm. all the world. Go. It says go. Jesus says we ought to go into all the world, preach the gospel, baptize, then teach. But what we have done with what is, and I used to do it. Being a minister, having churches, I used to do it myself. So I'm not accusing anybody of, of and I'm not, I'm, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm my eyes were eventually open and I discovered that I've got to follow what God says. I've got to follow the commission that Jesus gave. And that is that I ought to go into all the world. So the objective is not to get folks to come. We get folks to come to Jesus, but you can get folks to come to Jesus in any setting. But here's what I discovered that that did for me, now that I'm not a pastor, it means that all I have to do is to go to church. So it, it allowed me to hide behind church again in carrying out my responsibility. Because he, Jesus says, go. Mm. But I want, I'm happy that the people are coming. Mm. So when the people come now, as a result, I, I can abdicate my um, 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 abdicate my responsibility. I therefore don't have to take responsibility of leading men and women to Jesus Christ. That's a pastor's responsibility. I'm paying him to do that. Therefore, it is his responsibility now that they come. And when they come as a result, he now has to lead them to Christ. So I don't have any role. I don't have any responsibility. Again, I'm hiding behind. I used to hide behind. Uh, my, my church, mm. not being a pastor now, because well, while I was a pastor, it was my responsibility, but now I'm no right. longer a pastor. But I'm no longer pastoring. There's not a no longer pastor. I'm no longer pastoring churches, and therefore I didn't have to do it. And so what the Spirit revealed to me is that, no, I said go. 
And so we've got to be in this mode of going. And so what I discover now is that I've got to be going and my, and my going has got to be deliberate. So as I connect with individuals, now I lead them to the kingdom of God. I don't lead them to the church. I lead them now to the kingdom of God. And then the spirit will reveal to them what church they need to join. That's a, that's a pretty long answer, but but, but the, the point yeah. is that um, um, it is being obedient to God. And that's why I find the impure religion is going against the will of God. So yeah. the will of God says, go ye into all the world. But instead of us going, we, we, we said instead, um, come and we will take yeah. care of what needs to be taken care of. Absolutely powerful. Absolutely powerful. Thank you for joining us for another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast, where we reconcile what the church wants and what God requires. If you would like to get in touch with us or have any comments or questions, you can email us at kingdomuniversitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingdomuniversitynetwork. I'm your host, Francesca, signing out. See you next time right here on My Religious Struggles the podcast.